And now it's time for the podcast, Sustainable Dad. Hey, Duncan again for Sustainable Dad. I thought I might have a bit of a gear shift this week. I've been getting a lot of comments on the podcast and I want to change them a little bit. So um, typically I kind of just finish the interview and leave it there with the thought, you know, there's a lot there to process and I didn't want to follow up with any questions, but I'm going to do that at the end, kind of have some thoughts and reflections on the interview that has just happened. But we've got four interviews in the bag done. And so I thought it would be really good if we took a moment just to kind of talk through practical, simple steps at home that we could live more sustainably. And I think the simplest one is to say, buy in season locally. The more food and the more produce and the more meat that you can buy in season and locally, the easier that you will find you can lower your carbon footprint. Now, it's not a particularly complex idea, but if you really want cherries in June, you're not going to be able to get them here in Australia. You have to get them from somewhere else, which means that you're going to have to pay for someone to fly them over for you to eat. That principle goes for literally anything that you can think of that you buy and consume regularly. And so if you can get them in season, local, I think that's a good first step. The second thing I would say is be aware that a lot of meat in your diet means a lot of carbon. So I think one of the things you got to think about is a red meat diet. And that's not fun to talk about as a concept for when it comes to sustainability. But honestly, if you eat less red meat, you lower your footprint. Uh, Cows give off a lot of methane. Um, Large production farms for those animals create a lot of greenhouse gases. And therefore, if you eat less of them, less of them are required. Um, And you're starting to see more and more meat substitutes appear. And I'm not particularly sold on it. I don't think they taste exactly the same as cow. But um, Hungry Jacks, for instance, just released a Rebel Whopper, which is a 100% meat substitute. And it tastes pretty similar. Um, I know that uh, you can get a few products like Beyond Meat from supermarkets that are all plant-based but look like a piece of steak. And if you can get yourself eating more salads, more vegetables, more beans, legumes are really good, and reduce the amount of red meat you have in your diet, that's actually a really good step for moving towards sustainability. And then there's just practical things that I'd say. Um, We have reusable shopping bags, but we've also got reusable fruit bags. So instead of using the plastic bags at the supermarket, we use those. Um, And wherever possible, we actually try and break up our recycling more. So this is an initiative that I believe Victoria is bringing in as reaction to their recycling crisis. But they're moving to a number of different crates for recycling. And the reason they're doing that is because people can't process the recycling that they're doing. And there's a lot of study into this uh, as to the best way to recycle And one of the things they're finding is that if we can just separate glass and plastic, glass becomes a highly recyclable commodity. This is not a new initiative. This is something that uh, the Scandinavians have been doing for years. Um, But 
what it means is that you as a recycling company have the ability to sell your glass recyclables at a much higher rate, which makes them a profitable enterprise. Um, and that's actually a really good thing that I think all council should be thinking about. And if they pull this off, then I think it might be a blueprint for the rest of Australia. And so they're going to have essentially a six-bin system, which sounds like a lot, but that's paper, glass, organics, plastics, metals, and other. Now, glass and metal are going to be your major recycling benefit for the recycling companies because you can get a fair bit of cash per tonne for each of those items. Now, it does require a little bit more planning and foresight on our behalf, but it does push us to a place where we can get a little bit more conscious, environmentally savvy about how we recycle the products that we used. The last thing I'd say is that I think what I've learned from all these interviews so far is that when it comes to understanding sustainability, it's an exercise in sacrifice. So it's very hard to be sustainable if you fly everywhere that you go. It's very hard to be sustainable if you have a high concentration of red meat in your diet. It's very hard to be sustainable when you eat any fruit and vegetable whenever you want. Um, And what does become more and more apparent is the need to sacrifice. So I can be more sustainable if I do less of something, which allows my footprint to get smaller. And then maybe every now and then I can have an indulgence somewhere. And that's not a bad thing, is it? Is it occasionally we splurge? But for the most part, we try and live conservative. And that's what I'm learning more and more and more as we talk to these people is that what, what does it look like to live well beyond, well within the boundaries of what I could live rather than trying to max everything out? And if I accomplish that, and if I do that, and I do that well, then I start to live sustainably. And so they're the kind of steps that we're doing internally within our house. Um, Obviously, we're trying to use less plastic. Wherever it's scrunchable plastics, we take that to recycling. But they're little steps. Like when we're still doing a whole bunch of other stuff and we're certainly a long way from being perfect. We're a two-car family because that's what's required for work. But we are consciously being aware of the footprint we're leaving behind. The other thing I would say is food wastage is a big deal. 33% of all food created for sale for consumption is wasted. And we are trying to lower our footprint consciously on that front. We want to be way more conscious about the food we eat and that it all gets consumed. And that seems like a really small thing, but it's a big deal. You throw away a piece of bread, you throw away half a loaf of bread. That's a significant amount of production that has gone into something designed to be consumed that hasn't been consumed. So my recommendation would be do that less. Okay, that's it from me. And I know it's a little bit of a different podcast. This one's only eight minutes long, but they're my thoughts kind of based on the previous few weeks. Coming up next week and the week after, we've got a couple of key economists uh, talking about environmental economy, 
and sustainable economics. Should be a lot of fun. Stick around. Uh, if you've got any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. It's uh, Ultra Robbo. Yep, I know. It's a terrible Instagram handle, but it's the one I've got. Um, or you can find me on Facebook as well, Duncan Robinson. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent me a message on how to make this thing better. I want to make this the most excellent podcast I possibly can. And thanks for tuning in to Sustainable Dad. Thank you.